You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to another episode of Ship Talking, a show where we talk a lot about relationships. I'm your host, Sharon, joined by fellow co-host today, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, Sharon. Glad to be back. Glad to have you back. Our, <laughs> our guests today are a local couple who have a pretty pretty fun story about how they met. Natasha and DJ, thanks for joining us on Ship Talking. How are you? Great. Glad Good. to be here. I uh, appreciate it so much. So... Tell me a little bit about yourselves. Natasha, I know you work with Matt. Tell us about who you are and what you do and what brought you to the area. Sure. Um, I am from San Jose, California. I grew up there and um, went to UC Irvine for my undergrad, fell in love with psychology and studying teenagers and how they make decisions Um, and went on to Temple for my PhD. And now I am at UNC for my postdoc. So I'm just living that cushy postdoc life, focusing (laughs) on um, research. Uh, And DJ has had the pleasure of following me around on my academic journey. (laughs) (laughs) It's very kind of you, DJ. What do you do? I'm an accountant. Uh, I, I was born and raised just outside of Baltimore, and I went went to school in Maryland. Um, and I'm, I know we'll get to this later, but we met while I was living in Maryland, and then I sort of followed her <laughs> to Pennsylvania for the last two years of her program, and then uh, she got a job down here. So I, I followed her down here again. I love it. Do you like it down here? I do. Uh, some some. Parts of the area remind me of Maryland a little bit. So it's it's a little bit familiar. It's nice. I like I to see that. So Matt tells me you have a cute story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hasn't told me much much about the story. So I've, I've kept the details at a minimum. I yeah. So I'm excited to hear it. So how did y'all meet? Well, when I was eight, um, my dad got a job opportunity <laughs> in Maryland And so he packed up the family and moved us out there from California. Um, And I was very upset and not pleased to be uh, stripped away from my friends and family in California. And so I was in Maryland at Manor Woods Elementary School for third, fourth, and part of fifth grade. And in fourth and fifth grade, DJ and I were classmates. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I left Maryland, we moved back to California. Um, my fifth grade class wrote me a bunch of cards. So everyone either made a card or printed one or just wrote a little something to say, we're wishing you the best. Good luck on your move. So in my second year of grad school, so like almost 15 years later, I was, you know, sifting through my parents' super messy office and I found all the cards that my classmates wrote to me. Oh my gosh. Um, and over the years, I had sort of tried to connect with former classmates and it was always hit or miss. Some people were excited to reconnect and some people were like, you were just like a blip in, you know, my life history. Um, but I found the card from DJ. It was made with, um, Microsoft paint. 
It was like oh words apart. Yes, it was like a little <laughs> nice. car driving off into the distance. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that guy's doing. So good old Facebook, I added him on there and he was like super excited to hear from me. So we caught up and he was like, hey, if you're ever in Baltimore, just let me know. So DJ, you knew who she was. You had a memory of this girl from from elementary school, yes? Yeah, pretty much right away. And I, I actually went out of district to elementary school, which is kind of crazy too. Um, there was a big overcrowding problem at my elementary, my elementary school. And they had just built Manor Woods. So they were like allowing people to jump districts a little bit. And so if they hadn't built that school, we would have never met. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But then, so keep going. What happened next? Uh, So maybe like six months later, I had a friend from undergrad who said, hey, I'm going to be in Baltimore for a conference. Um, I'd love to see you because it's only two hours from Philly. And I had another friend from college living in Baltimore. I had my best friend from elementary school um, when I lived in Maryland who was still in the area. And so I thought, wow, I can see so many people in this one trip. Like, why don't I do it? And then I thought, oh, well, DJ did say if I'm ever in the area, you know, reach out. So I did. And um, okay, pause. Wait, I have a question. Okay. I have a question. Um, In these interactions, were you thinking, oh, this guy is kind of cute. Like, what level of interest did you have in DJ at this point? It was super innocent. I was just interested in like reconnecting with an old classmate. I had like okay. no okay. romantic intentions. I don't know, DJ, what were I you? mean, yeah, I thought you were cute. Oh. And I was single too, but I didn't expect anything to come of it mm-hmm. either. Just because, you know, I we hadn't hadn't talked in years except for a couple of messages and, you know, so my expectations are pretty low. But <laughs> Also, okay. his Facebook photos were not very telling. So I wasn't entirely <laughs> sure whether or not he had aged well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, flash forward. So you've, you're considering also meeting DJ in this trip to, to Baltimore. Yes. And so we planned he worked across the street from the Baltimore Aquarium and I remembered that place and I remembered it was really cool um, and I thought that that was like a nice neutral area to to meet and so we met up and we kind of just caught up like you know what have what have you been up to the past 15 years <laughs> and I guess at the end of the conversation we both thought well they didn't turn out so bad um, and we kind of just couldn't stop talking to each other after that. It was, a, it was a Saturday, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And it was February. So it was the middle of busy season, like tax season. So I was working. And so after the aquarium, I was hungry. <laughs> and I lived 20 minutes away. So I was going to have dinner in the city. And so, you know, just on a whim, I just kind of asked her if she wanted to have dinner too, since we were right there. So we walked four blocks down the road. and Well, actually... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we had finished touring the aquarium, and I think neither one of us wanted the day to end. And so that's true. We were kind of like, "So, what are you doing now?" And you know, we said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab some food." And there was a pause, and at the same time, he said, "Would you like to join?" And I said, "Would you like some company?" No, that's so great. So yeah, okay, we're gonna pause right there, but. I'm excited to hear how this this dinner went. 
when we (laughs) come back in a few minutes. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon, joined by co-host Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, Sharon. How's it going? It is going fine. We are also joined by Natasha and DJ. Hello, friends. Hello. Hey, guys. They were just sharing their How They Met story, and it is a super cute How They Met story that started in elementary school. So you were just talking to us about how you... Uh, reconnected 15 years after DJ, you sent Natasha a really sweet goodbye card when she moved (laughs) across the country. Um, So pick it back up where you left off. You were talking about how you went to the aquarium and then you wanted to continue the date with dinner. So take it from there. How did dinner go? Well, dinner went pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) There were some awkward moments. Were Um, there? Was there? uh, You know, I don't know. First dinner, it was it it wasn't romantic per se. No, but um, we were nervous. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't expected either. Like Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't go into this thinking we were going to have dinner that night. So yeah, we we were just we kind of just spent time getting to know each other. I don't think I have any like concrete like memories of the dinner that stand out to me just after the dinner when we said goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. So after dinner, we walked to whatever lot I was parked in and we were like, well, great (laughs) to see you. Um, You know, let's stay in touch. And, you know, we gave each other a sort of shy hug goodbye and then we both kind of turned and looked at each other and I kind of just like jumped in for a second hug um and probably texted him like 15 minutes later like just no chill (laughs) (laughs) and uh met up with my friend who was there for the conference and like would not stop blabbing about dj really yes and then we had dinner the next night yes We had dinner the next night. I was shivering. I was so nervous. So at this point, second dinner, it's it's not just catching up with someone from elementary school. It's like date now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. As as much as it could be, probably. Yeah. Yeah. We had it. It was outside the city, so like she had to drive to get there. Well, I was I was meeting up with my friend. She was my neighbor when I lived in Maryland and we were really close then and so I like saw her family again and I was catching up with her. Um and then I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I have dinner plans." And I'm like, "DJ, are you available for dinner?" <laughs> <laughs> kind of rudely abandoned my friend that I hadn't seen in like many years to have dinner with this freaking guy. All right. I'm curious. Did you have like memories of each other from elementary school had y'all changed a lot in the 15 odd years um i oh yeah i i actually do have a memory i have a very very um clear memory of dj who had a buzz cut 
braces, <laughs> I think. And like, he was so, so skinny. Might have been too young for braces, but. Maybe a retainer or like one of those yeah. expanders. expanders yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just remember his eye, we were outside for like a field day field thing. Day. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing him and his eyes rolled to the back of his head and he like collapsed on his knee. <laughs> Basically, I hadn't been drinking any water. Oh he still doesn't do. And that's not entirely true. Okay. All right. We'll turn it <laughs> um, But I was dehydrated. I, like my blood sugar crashed and I just kind of passed out right there on the asphalt. So. So there's that memory, and then the, the, the <laughs> next memory right after that is him sitting at the table with a plastic bag of cookies, smiling, so pleased with himself. They gave me a whole sleeve of, of <laughs> Chips Ahoy and a big Gatorade. So because of that, I thought he was a diabetic. <laughs> I thought his blood sugar was low, and he had passed out. And so when I told him that story, he's like, I am not a diabetic. I was dehydrated. Um, and then t- tell them about that random picture that you have oh yeah so so this is a few years later yeah uh sometime in middle school we think um i was moving somewhere i don't remember uh, but we we had started dating at this point present day you were moving yeah present day we're moving and um i was cleaning out like my mom's house and i found this it was like a cutout from a picture (laughs) and it was of natasha and she was middle school age and I, I remember having this picture, but I don't remember like how I acquired it. And I don't remember and, sending it. Yeah. And I flipped it over and on the back, like she wrote me like a note on the back of the picture, but because it was cut out, I couldn't make out what the note said. You know, the rest of the picture was, was gone. So. So weird. So we were like. It's an ongoing secret, mystery. We were like secret pen pals and we don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. That's a big deal in elementary school to write someone of the opposite sex a note. Yes. All right. So you're in Baltimore and then you have to, to leave. So what happened next? We had been dating for about a year. And, um, wait, no, she's talking about when I left Baltimore after we met. Oh, okay. Let me tell you my memory of, of that period. I have, it was such a sweet time. It was, um, like eight, was it eight in the morning? It was really early in the morning. I would go into the little kitchen in the psychology department's building, make myself a dumb cup of instant coffee with Splenda. I'm proud to report that I no longer use either of those horrible substances, instant coffee and Splenda. Um, but anyway, so that was my morning. I still use if both you, of If those. you could see the, the face on Matt just now. <laughs> I love a good cup of coffee, but I've moved past the instant coffee. No judgment, though. (laughs) It's good stuff. Yeah, you know, it is. It is. Some brands. Pinch. Um, Yeah, so so I just have memories of preparing that coffee, and it was such a delicious, warm cup of coffee sitting in the back of um, the classroom in the computer lab during HLM, so advanced statistics, and my instructor would be droning on about Mm -hmm. hierarchical linear modeling, and I would just be texting DJ and sipping my coffee throughout the entirety of that, like, 90-minute class. (laughs) You got her through stats, DJ. Mm -hmm. You did. That's awesome. You did. So what else, Deej? He has no memories. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I do. Um, 
and talk about moving to Philly. Maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about moving to Philly in a few minutes. Yeah. So we're going to cut off right there. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9. We'll be right back and hear about that move. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking. I'm your host, Sharon, joined by Matt. Hey, Sharon. Hello. And we are here again with Natasha and DJ, who was telling us their How They Met story. And we left off on a move to Philly. Am I right? Yes. Yep. Take it from there. So we had been dating about a year. And um, I was... I, I was in a pretty good renting situation, but I was ready to leave my job, find something else. Um, and I think your lease was up mm-hmm. or ending. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were both kind of like ready to make a little adjustment. And I don't remember which one of us proposed it, but the idea came up that we'd just move in together. Oh, I'll tell you. It okay. was <laughs> It was like... A month after we officially started dating, we took a, I can't believe we did this. We took a trip to the Hamptons, like a little vacation. Hey, and um, so that was just like a few days. And when we got back, we were like, I feel like I could live with you. Um, and we were like, well, that seems a little frisky consider- considering we've only been dating for like a month. So it was just kind of like a thing that was sitting um, <clears throat> on our minds for a while. And then when the year ended, we thought, okay, we feel like things are going well. And DJ was ready for a move. And, you know, I was going to be transitioning to a different place to live anyways. And so I think we decided that it made sense to move in together. Yeah. Let's try it. Yeah. Wow. The mm-hmm. early relationship trip is a very risky call. I think there's actually a Seinfeld episode about that. I also love that your first <laughs> trip was a trip to the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my doing. I love it. All right. How did it, how did it, how did it go? <laughs> um, so I thought that once we moved in together, I would be less attached. Um, and it turns out that actually took several years of being together, um, because I would be like communicating with him on like G chat, text message, Snapchat. Like, he's like, can you just pick one method of communication throughout? We've the definitely, we've definitely done that before too. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, there were some, there were some tense spots, like, um, I don't know, he would want to stay up late and like relax and watch TV. And I'd be like, but I'm ready for bed. And like, hey, we don't have to do every single thing together in the house. And like, of course, I knew that. But for some reason, that sort of took some adjusting. Um, But otherwise, I feel like it was pretty seamless. I feel like we make a good team and um, our lives merge together really nicely. What do you think? Yeah, there was definitely an adjustment, though. I think Mm -hmm. the move was kind of stressful for me, too. Um, just the move itself. I was living by myself. So I had to pack everything up and load the truck. I did all that pretty much by myself. Mm -hmm. I think I took two, maybe three trips to Philly with Mm -hmm. just a little, little box truck. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, when you're stressed, you, you don't always, you're not always the most compassionate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that definitely tested us, but 
I think going through that trial early in our relationship just made us a better team later on. And I think something that, I mean, for a lot of people, at least for me, there's, you know, this, maybe this dream or um, nice vision in the back of your mind of finally getting to move in and share life with your significant other and get to do everything with them. And um, it is absolutely great, but it didn't occur to me until the day that I moved that like, wow, this is or could be the last time that I'm living alone where I have my own space. I'm my own person. I'm Natasha, only responsible for Natasha. And like, you know, I started getting memories of like me and my two female roommates, you know, sitting in the hallway by the stairs and laughing and gossiping and catching up. And it's like that part of my life felt like it was ending. And there was a little bit of grieving for that, that I didn't realize would happen. And so I think there was, that created a little bit of internal tension for me too, where um, I thought that I was totally fine with leaving that part of my life behind, but actually I was pretty sad to see it go as excited as I was to move in with DJ. We, I wish we could continue to talk about this, but it's such a short show. So we're about out of time, but I have one question that I've been meaning to ask you, and it is, have you contacted the teacher from the class who made everyone write letters to you, Natasha? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, no, we haven't. But I, I do see that she still works at that who was, school. Who was it? Miss Sorkin. Yeah, I think my dad saw her at a party one time. No, that's Miss like, Keelan. That was Keelan? Miss Keelan was the one at the party with a beer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll dig into this. Yeah. Maybe we can send her this podcast. Shout out to Miss Sorkin. Yes. All right. That's all we have time for. Natasha, DJ, thank you so much for sharing that with us. It was fun. It was really cute. It was a great yeah. story. Thanks for story. having us. Thank you. Matt, thanks for joining us today also. Of course. Anytime. And if you haven't already, Subscribe to Ship Talking on Apple Podcast because you can listen to us real easily every week and you can give us five stars and a review also if you'd like. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Ship Talking. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. She has some say brand name.